Stripper Whispers. We're back with another episode. This one's a doozy. We got L. LeBlanc from Portland, Oregon, who is, get this, 51 years old and started, maybe even more surprisingly, when she was 48 years old. Gotta hear her story. Also gotta come see me live if you can. This Friday I'll be in Portland, Oregon, starting a brewery tour at Rogue Brewery November 1st. Uh, Saturday the 2nd, I'll be in Chehalis, Washington, just a little bit north of Portland. Sunday the 3rd in Bellingham, Washington at Aslan Brewery Depot. The 4th, Monday night, Skull Beer Hall in Ballard, which is in Seattle. On Wednesday, November 6th, rounding it out in Hoquiam, Washington. Not sure where that show is. Also, not entirely sure where Hoquiam is. Come see me live. Uh, rate the pod- podcast five stars. Write a nice review. And um, check out the Patreon. You can see the videos of every single episode of Stripper Whisper. <laughs> everybody welcome back to stripper whisper the podcast where i your host Corey michaelis interview strippers about uh, their real life a little bit about some stories from the club and uh, how you can be a good customer in their space today we're in portland oregon with l leblanc say hi hello welcome to thank you for coming today by the way on the nicest day of the year uh, probably, and it's only May. It might be the nicest day all year, from May all the way to December too. So I really appreciate you coming. Thank you. Oh, uh, there'll be other nice days. Don't yeah. worry. Okay, all right. You're you're, opt- you're more optimistic than me. I've, I lived here a lot of years. I know. Okay, Portland is better than Seattle. I'm from Seattle, and Portland is significantly better than Seattle weather wise. Oh, yeah. It is. I'll um, agree. Inland and the whole thing. So. Uh, I'm super happy to have you here, and uh, before we get started, we'll go ahead and cheers me, my little bit of vodka, you, your refresh Safeway brand water, and uh, it's just for me, I gotta feel comfortable around y'all, I mean, you just make me nervous, so I need a little (laughs) bit off the edge, to take the edge off. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. Um, first, we always we always start every episode with me asking you uh, how we got connected or met. Um, sometimes this is an interesting question because, you know, women in, in the clubs meet so many people mm-hmm. that they're like, I have no idea. But I don't meet that many people in a strip club, so I remember very clearly. But our situation was kind of fun and different from that because how did we meet or connect? Well, I um, know of another gal in the industry. Our first episode, our first episode ever. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the other L. That's what I refer her to, refer to her as as the other L. And um, it's L Stanger. Yeah. And she put a posting on her Instagram page, and she had mentioned about how she did this podcast with you, and she had a lot of fun, and she liked it, and she was uh, just putting it out there to see if any other dancers were possibly interested in doing it. And I immediately took the information and I contacted you because that is actually one of my goals for this coming year is to be on more podcasts. I have been on one of their podcasts, but I would like to be on more because I want to become famous. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Well, but you want to, uh, like, you have lots of goals in terms of what you want to uh, share information-wise, it seems like. Absolutely, and, and yes. And we'll talk a lot about that, I think, today. because So that's really cool. And that was so cool that she did that for me. I didn't know how she did it. I'm glad you... I asked because I didn't know if it was like some uh, like internal Facebook page that's private or like some sort of website that only you guys see, but just her Instagram. That's all it was. Yeah. Elle well, Stanger. She's at Stripper Writer on Instagram, well, by the way. She does have, t- I think she has two pages on it or two Instagram profiles, uh, and I don't remember which one, but it was probably Stripper Writer. At Stripper Writer, yeah. 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 But it might have been the other one. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, because she has one for her podcast too, probably, yeah. um, which is 
uh, Strange Bedfellows, I think, if I remember correctly. Well, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. she has three different pages. Yeah, I don't I know. know. <laughs> I have, it was on one of those. <laughs> I have five just so I can get four more likes per post. Um, <laughs> so that's great. And that is accurate. We'll extend it one step further to how we met, which is I was in this lovely Airbnb that I'm staying in in Portland. And uh, you said, well... I'm here, but it's a four-lane road that I'm going to have to cross. A very busy. Very bu- That's right. Very busy road. at uh, <laughs> 2.30 p.m. on a Friday. Yes. Um, in, the, again, beautiful weather. So <laughs> I was like, why don't I, why don't I come Rush up and hour has try started. and help somehow? <laughs> and so I ran up, and that was when we officially met on the sidewalk while they were doing construction next to us. Yes. So, um, and here we are. Um, so glad to have you. Uh, you, you dance currently. Yes, I do dance currently. Where where at in at Portland? Pirates Cove. I have not been. It's one. Of, I mean, I've been to like. I feel like I've been to them all. Yeah. Where's Pirates Cove? It's on um, seventy between seventy third and seventy fourth and Sandy. I think it's seventy fourth and Sandy actually. Okay. To be spe- more specific. And north, south, west, um, east. Northeast. Northeast. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about that? Is that like, I'm, I'm a little bit ignorant, but I kind of know Mississippi neighborhoods up northeast, right? Or uh, no? No, Mississippi's in North Portland. Just North Portland. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Which is different than northeast. Okay. Yeah, that's All a right. little further north. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Wait a second. Um, so that's great. And um, L. LeBlanc is what you dance, is that the name you dance under? No, my um, oh. dancer name is Lady L. Lady L. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Um, L. LeBlanc is actually my pen name that I use when I write. Okay. And it's also, it's just become my um, my personal persona. That's what most people know me as now. Gotcha. Um, rather than even my, most people don't even know my real name. Interesting. Anymore, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been using my real name for many many years so then so. yeah we don't they don't even need to talk about that uh so l so lady l and so when you introduce yourself to a customer you mm-hmm. say i'm lady l yeah awesome yeah, and then lady l. and occasionally i might i might say something like oh or you can call me l whatever you would like so, uh, okay yeah. right right and Usually when I you just s- say lady l though yeah and when you spell it on your so you your blog that you write is uh, LadyL411.com, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, it's just an L. Yep. Not E-L-L-E or anything right. like that. It's just an L. Yep. So if you want to <laughs> check out LadyL411.com, the 411 is on what? What are you giving us the 411 on? The, the scoop and all the information is all about sex and sexuality. <sighs> I have been blogging about sex and sexuality since 2012, Okay. And um, it started off where I was writing basically short stories, erotic short stories. And then more as time progressed, I, well, I had people that were just like constantly asking me for information. Like they would just ask me questions about relationships or sex or whatever, just like constantly was just always people were always asking me and yeah. I just realized that people were just kind of like starved starved for information out there and of course you know we can we all know why because um, I, I like to say that there's a dichotomy in, in regarding sexuality in the United States where we're bombarded in all the media like look at these tits look at this butt you know and it's like tits 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 but when it comes to actual like true knowledge about sexuality it's like it's taboo to talk about it that's absolutely right but i'm i'm finally at the point where i can pretty much talk to anyone about sex and i can turn it around where it's not like creepy or overly sexualized it's it's almost like you're reading a textbook (laughs) yeah so i was gonna ask how do you make that happen that it not it doesn't feel i know you know the first thing i was gonna say is you use the proper words for the proper body parts right use the proper terms for the proper sexual acts right that helps to is that a way to make it yeah oh yeah. yeah it's it's all about like with my blog and and stuff my blog and websites all about normalizing sexuality instead of like stigmatizing it or and there's just 
far too much shame out there, especially women. Women have a lot of um, shame and fear regarding sexuality. And my whole thing is to let's uh, break down these barriers and like just talk about it you know right. i mean i can even talk to my 86 year old mother well she's going to be 87 on the 22nd but oh, i really? can even talk to my 87 year old mother about sexuality sexual things that's really great yeah. last <laughs> night on the other end of that spectrum last night the show there was a third grader nine-year-old girl front row at a stand-up comedy show that i performed on in vancouver washington and um her mom brought her to a comedy show, first of all. It was supposed to be like a relatively clean show, and we, we, we pushed the edge, and there were moments where I played with it a little bit just because I knew she was front row, and I, but I could tell mom was fine, and I can tell the, the girl was comfortable. And then after the show, she said, yeah, we have to, had to have a few conversations about certain things because her favorite show is Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is a great... Amazon Prime show about stand-up comedy of a, a woman who tried it in the 50s, basically. And I was like, well, that's really interesting that a nine-year-old girl, that's her favorite show. It's an adult show. The first episode <laughs> ends cool. with her taking her top off and having her boobs out. And, um, then uh, there was a Katy Perry song they brought up that uses a euphemism in the song for oral sex. And so she said... Oh, yep, she knows that song. It's one of her favorites. And we had a long <laughs> conversation about what that means and that it means oral sex and what oral sex is. And I was like, this is so great. Yeah. You're <laughs> with your nine-year-old using the proper terms, explaining what it means, what it is, taking her to a comedy show, right. having a probably a conversation on the car ride home about mm -hmm. when he said this, he was saying, did you understand that? And mm -hmm. um, how much more empowering and like, great for that young woman to grow up knowing and not feeling like it's taboo or shameful. Or shameful. Oh my God. Like the sexuality yep. should not be shameful. And so many people are ashamed for it and it's not, it's not good. It's not healthy. It isn't. It causes and repression and um, depression yep. and, and all those other. <laughs> Eschens. Yes. All the Eschens. <laughs> well, and so then Connecting that to, now, did you? How long have you been an exotic dancer? Ooh, well, that's another interesting <laughs> or, story. Or, yeah, or or is that is that an okay that, question? No, that <laughs> okay. Is, you know what I I tell everybody this story because right. I I think it's a good one. I started dancing. Um, let me see. Um, two years and four months ago when I was 48 wow, years old. Wow, what? Yeah, I, I will be 51 in June. So I, you would have never yeah, guessed that. I, I don't know of any other dancer, honestly, in Portland that has started at such a late age, but I don't know. I Forget mean, I don't... Portland I'm, anyway. <laughs> I, no. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm that unique, but sure. um, I don't know. I don't know of anyone else, honestly, that has started at that age. So it's pretty pretty well unique. and 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 started at a at that age um not ironically like like you're 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 an exotic dancer like there's a club in atlanta that i've heard mm -hmm. about that is 60 and over women oh wow really? so there's a i won't say it's <laughs> irony but it's there's a um what would you call it? a niche to it like they're trying to purposely create a club of, of that and you're like no i'm just uh i'm just going to be a dancer at 48 right just like all <laughs> the other dancers <laughs> yeah no right. no no joke to it no tongue-in-cheek no just, nope i'm gonna That's how i make my I'm living gonna make a bunch of money <laughs> that way <laughs> yeah. yes that's great and so then pre-48 Mm -hmm. What uh, well, you you've been doing the blog since 2012, so obviously you're right. doing that for I'm sorry two and a half years doing my math here, so for about six years before you started dancing, yeah, um, sounds about right. And then yeah, so before all that, what were you doing sex work of any kind or anything connected to this industry or well I ended up taking off about six years from working I had some health problems and then I was writing a couple of books okay and it got to the point where my money was running out and I was webcamming I had okay. I'd been doing webcamming off and on since about 2012 also gotcha. um, not not real steady but um, uh, about Several months before I started dancing, I had a, 
a group of people that I would webcam with. And um, it was getting to the point where I just, my money was running out gotcha. and I needed to do something. So I talked to the one, one of the other girls I was webcamming with and I was just like, I don't know really what I should do. My, my money's running out and I need to find some work. And, and I wanted, I wanted a cash, like cash. I wanted a cash industry. Gotcha. So um, she's like, well, why don't you strip? And I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I'm like almost 50. Like, who's yeah. going to want to see me strip is my first question. And um, the next question is, I have no rhythm and I have two <laughs> left feet. And she's like, look at yourself. You know, you've got, you know, you're pretty and you've got a very nice body. And it does not matter if you have rhythm or not, or even if you know how to dance, because, you know, most girls just get up there and take their clothes off. Right, right. <laughs> There's a wide range of right, what right, happens yeah. on stage. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, she's like, as long as you look sexy, which you do. I mean, right. you're, you're webcamming. So, you know, um, right. And I was still like really apprehensive, you know, but uh, as time went on, the money kept running out a little bit lower and a little bit lower and I was like right. well I've got to do something so I ended up walking into um dance and bear and um I drove I just drove by <laughs> today okay and I I auditioned and I had like I had never I, I never identified with being a dancer I've never done this in my entire life I wasn't yeah. afraid of being naked in front of people because okay. I've been naked in front of lots of people like okay. nude beaches and you know, I've been to like sex clubs sure. and I have done webcamming. So I'm okay it with wasn't I'm, that part. I'm That's like so totally, totally comfortable with being naked. It was literally the dancing it part. It was literally just the <laughs> dancing part. Like I just, I can't do this, you know, <laughs> but uh, I guess the, you know, just never say never and don't sure, ever say sure. you can't do something because, you know, next thing you know, you're doing it. So I walked into dance and bear and I auditioned and then they, they never called me back. And I'm like, well, I didn't See, feel too bad. I ba was right. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't feel too bad because there's so many other clubs yep. out in Portland. And yep. so I went into Kit Kat and they just pretty much just like hired me on the spot, which is really interesting because I've had so many people tell me, like even like the bartender that was that that used to work there. She would always say to me, you're really lucky that you got on because they, it's not easy to get on at Kit Kat. Oh, and, isn't that so cool? And, um, and I've heard from other dancers, like they're, they're like, I've tried and tried to get on a Kit Kat. And I'm like, I don't know. I just walked in. I had no experience, you know, and they were just yeah. like, all right, you're, you're hired. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Good for you. That's so um, very, very, that's how comedy is in a lot of ways is like there's all these different clubs around the country. And this is part of why I connect with the idea of being a stripper. And it's so similar in that way, in the hiring process, in the act that we do, that you do, um, in the interaction with people, those kinds of things. And uh, so, yeah, there are clubs around the country that me and all my buddies are like, I don't know what's going on. So-and-so works there, but I can't get in there. I know. And it's crazy. sometimes... I don't, I'm really good at not being bitter because it just doesn't serve me very well mm -hmm. to be. Um, but uh, comedians are, and uh, we get, you know, and then you get into a club and mm -hmm. then uh, you feel like, all right, I did it. And then staying in that club is another level of like, now I got to behave well every weekend and I have to perform well every weekend and I have to yep. not do, drink too much and not hit on the staff and not, you know, last night someone said, oh yeah, my buddy that works at Helium, which is the local club here, was asking about you and I was like, oh, I like comedy? And he's like, no, he was like wondering like if you're a cool dude, like it's so like, you know, whatever. And I was like, why would he why is that and he said well he was he said you were just so nice to the staff he thought you were like being like trying to hook up with all the girls and i was like oh no jeez! Oh, <laughs> i thought i was doing a great thing by being nice to the whole staff. i was nice to all the staff and he's like wow. yeah yeah he got that but uh I, I i cleared it up and i was like oh man see this is the kind of stuff where oh, i think i'm doing a great job right. of being 
personable and but it was viewed <laughs> by weird. another man who maybe has a little bit of envy or whatever right who knows as uh <laughs> as like hmm, i'm not sure about this guy yeah so, interesting yeah. well um so then it kick you worked at kit kat for a while mm-hmm. and no, but no longer there right nope i'm just at no, pirate's, pirate's cove, cove now yeah okay I love Pirate's Cove. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dive bar, but I like to say it's my dive bar. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's great. Um, and so did you, have you kind of come into your own as a dancer, do you think? Or are you still at the same level of <laughs> dancing skill as two and a half no, years ago? No, I'm actually, or? I'm a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. I, um, that was the one thing I noticed was... Um, I was just like not I was horrible when I started I know I was you know because I had like I said I had two left feet and never really and I just lacked a lot of self-confidence but um I uh what I realized is if you work at something long enough and consistent enough you do get good at it you know and so um yeah, I um, I'm trying that um, out that same um, philosophy by singing on stage. I have a horrible oh. voice. I have a voice like a foghorn. <laughs> I always okay. see that. Right. So I've been I like get up there and I like belt out the songs because it's so loud anyway, and no one even cares. So Whatever. I'm thinking maybe one of these days I might be a good singer too. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, is that like um, it's not like a, a karaoke dream. kind of stuff? No, or just oh god, friends, no, I don't do. Just I like just I only play side dance is on the stage on gotcha. the stage while I'm dancing. I'll just like do it oh, more just because it's funny I see and in, in the shower sometimes you know or at home but i ha- i just like <laughs> so that's worse than dancing that's <laughs> something i like to ask about too is like so you um you're singing on stage just to be fun and kind of funny oh yeah what is you do you have like a um like what's your way of getting money from customers you know what i mean like do you have like is it to be funny is it to be clever is it to just be really sexy is it are you forward or are you i don't know like yeah <laughs> you, can like, you can you kind of narrow it down to a few yeah, words okay. I, yeah definitely i um i when i first started i was just like really like quiet and shy and then i kind of like developed like this humorous personality which okay. Everyone tells me I'm really funny. I don't know. I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm just like, you people are ridiculous. I'm never funny. Got it. <laughs> and, um, but no, I just like would get up on stage and I'd be like a total ham. And, um, but then now I've kind of like mellowed out. I mean, I still love to be funny. I right. love to tell jokes right. and like, you know, humorous, really bad puns. And, uh, do you have like a locked and loaded, like a hip? Like in your hip pocket, ready to go, or do you just on the spot? Uh, totally, totally on the spot. Gotcha. And I've been never, I was never able to come up with like funny things on the spot, but for some reason I can. I don't know if it's just because it's yeah. age, maybe. Sure. But sure. yeah, I can pop off with some really funny stuff, like oh, at a very, very spur of the moment. And uh, yeah. And that goes over well with customers. <laughs> oh, God, they yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of makes them feel at ease, you know. And I sure. tell everyone how old I am. So I'm just like, here I am. Right. This is my story. This is how old I am. And then I just like, you know, tell them these jokes and stuff. And, and then I do combine some sexy with it, too, of sure. course, you know. Sure. So it's kind of, um, I don't know, maybe. I'm not going to say burlesque Okay. but, you know, maybe, I don't know. I started, actually, I started off in the burlesque community first. I started off, if you don't mind me telling the Please, story, too. Please, Okay, um, so let's see. Back in, well, to, in 2008, I started pinup modeling. Okay. And then in 2010, I, well, in between 2008 and 2010, I was just making lots of friends and connections and, and um just meeting lots of people because I was kind of affiliated like I don't know with just different groups with like circusy people and okay. like like you know rockabilly car club people and then pinup model right. people and so all this um, is in Portland yeah yeah okay. and then so like the next like basically evolution was of course like burlesque stuff so I met this one burlesque um lady that uh, hosted her own burlesque shows and um, she had been doing burlesque for years and she came from LA and she was here for a while and now she's in Vegas but uh, so I 
I don't remember how I, I ran across her, but I ran across her. And oh, she was doing um, Dr. Sketchy's um, like live art shows. Okay. Like, yeah. And uh, then she went on and broke away from them, the Dr. Sketchy's name. Which is licensed by the Suicide Girls, but okay. I don't maybe not anymore. But it was at one point in time. So she broke off from them and started her own live art stuff. And somehow I heard about her, and I you know said, "Hey, would you want me as like one of your models?" And she gotcha. said, "Yeah, come down, check it out, see what you think." So I did, and then um, she told me about her burlesque shows and stuff. And I was just constantly trying to find a way to get in, even though I didn't want to do burlesque myself because uh-huh. the thought of that terrified me because, of course, I didn't relate to being a dancer, but I always loved, like, costuming things. And sure. I'm a vintage clothing collector. Sure. And so um, I posed an idea to her. I was like, well, what if I came and I had, like, a bunch of stuff to sell because I was buying and selling, like, vintage clothing at that point in time. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, what if I set up a stand at one of your shows and I was just selling, like, you know, like... I don't know, like little like vintage handbags and maybe like stockings and like, you know, hair flowers or whatever. I don't know. Just stuff that yeah. an audience of your show might be interested. Right. In, and she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's do it. And so I did it. And then while when I was there, I don't know how I came up with this idea, but I came up with this idea to do a candy cigarette girl gig. Okay. So I got in doing you know selling this stuff and then i was like well what if i did this candy cigarette girl gig and i had it all like formulated in my head because i had so many different like you know i had like mini top hats and i had like you know vintage lingerie and i had like you know these little outfits that look like you know a 1920s cigarette girl would do and so i um would go and i would buy um i would like either order online or just buy like uh, those little candy cigarettes like wholesale and i would go and i would sell them at the show, funny. she brought me on board, and she was like, "That's a great idea." And uh, so that way, I it was like super fun for me because I was able to be a part of the burlesque shows, and I was considered an ambiance performer. So I was okay. just basically just wandering around the audience and just right. like you know selling my candy cigarettes. Right. But what was really cool is I did um, like a couple different fundraisers for people. Um, one was a lady that I um, had known about that got into a really horrible car accident. And another was a lady that I know, um, and they were both that young. They were like in their early 30s at the time, I think. Yeah. And, um, and the other one was a lady that had an aneurysm in her head and they were both like raising money two different times, two different events. Yeah. And I didn't even know them. I just, they we had like a lot of mutual friends and we both knew each other yeah. or we, we, I knew them from like the communities I'd been involved with. And so I just like, they were looking for different people, um, to, um, help out with like the fundraiser, like yeah. donate whatever time, yeah. money, you know, things to give away or as raffles. And so I was like, Hey, I can do this. I can do my candy cigarette girl gig That's and funny. I can sell them, you know, the candy cigarettes and donate the money. So that was really cool to become a part of, you know, the different communities and to, um, give back to the community. That back way. when crowdfunding had to be done on the ground. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, interesting. So then that, so you've, so you had some burlesque pass, but it mm-hmm. was watching, being an ambiance performer. Right. And so now you're It was in never the, taking off my clothes. Right, yeah. never taking off your clothes, yeah, never right. dancing per right. se. Yeah, ex- um, absolutely not. <laughs> and so now you're in the club and mm-hmm. um, what you say you love, I assume you like to Kit Kat Club just fine. And I, you say yeah. you love Pirate mm-hmm. Cove. Mm-hmm. What do you love so much about the job and or the you know, the places you work or have worked? Um, let's see here. What I like about the job is, well, I, I love, I, I, I love being naked. You okay. Know? It's fun. Um, I, of course I love clothes. I'm kind of a clothes horse, but, um, especially with being a vintage clothing yeah. collector and all, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, um, there's just something like really fun and freeing about, like there's some days where I'm just on stage and I'm dancing and I'm like, I'm naked and I'm looking sexy and I have, you know, like pretty lingerie that I'm like taking off seductively. I'm thinking I'm getting paid to do this. Like, like hot damn, like, you know, this is crazy. (laughs) 
this is crazy. Yeah. yeah, there's some days that are actually like that. I'm just yeah. like going, oh my God, I get I get paid to do something that I actually, I love to do. I love dancing. I've right. always loved dancing. Like right. I would go to raves and I would just like dance for hours and hours and hours and hours. Literally just like yeah. people are like, where do you get all your energy? I'm like, I don't know. That's fun. <laughs> Even now people are like, my God, why do you have you so much energy? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like a little hummingbird. I just like, eat all day long and i'm just like flit around and oh, just fine. like yeah <laughs> well then that yeah i mean that totally makes sense it's like, again uh, relating to comedy of like uh, we often you know many many nights of the job are going i'm getting paid to tell jokes like yeah. this is weird like is this it doesn't seem right even but um but also there's such value to it and um the value uh, I mean, it's, and I think a lot of people in, um, let's just go with America and, and the Society of America, understand the value of telling jokes on a stage. I think way less people understand the value of someone dancing on a stage or taking their clothes off on a stage. Mm-hmm. What do you see as the value in it for the, you know, society, not just you? Well, what I see, like, as far as society goes or customers or whatever. um, A lot of people out there just don't get any kind of um, human touch or even like a a lot of human interaction, especially with computers and stuff. There's a lot of people that are, there's a lot of people that are just lonely too. And um, going to a club like that, they can have their, an opportunity to just like connect with another human being, which there people are like getting like so much like further and further away from that, that I think it's, I think it's a good thing because people, I mean, I think especially men, because I think men have like, it's like, it's almost like people expect women to like, Oh, women can touch each other. Women can Mm -hmm. hug each other. But like men don't, you know, it's like, it's a kind of a fine line with like a man, like, you know, it's like, you can't just like hug a stranger or whatever. You can't just like reach out and touch a stranger. Not like women do, but women are just have that more kind of like a compassionate edge and not, it's not as creepy and not like women, like strange women just go around just whatever. It's just different, you know? And this is a way where men can, um, just like have that human interaction and connection which men need men need things to calm their nervous systems yeah. down you know women do too but men almost more because men have you know like testosterone and yeah. stuff where they can have the tendency to get like angry sure and women too but it's just different you know it men, is. men and women are different so it you know is. i mean i think i think it's a good way and a good outlet for men you hear a lot about connection um, the amount of words per day said by a woman versus a man, or the amount of steps per day taken by so-and-so versus so-and-so. Like they me- we measure these things. I wonder if you measure, like if there was a way to measure touch, how much less on average it is for a man than it is for a woman. Um, right. I don't know. That, I bet you, I bet you, you were saying that, and I was like, I bet you it's so much less. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And we pay for touch all the time mm-hmm. in other ways, and there's no stigma to um, pedicures or manicures or mm-hmm. massages or chiropractic work or you're a doctor. Or, right. Um, exactly. Now they have uh, professional all, cuddlers, too. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, a lot of those people are extremely impersonable, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and and yet the uh, situation where there's touch involved and there is uh, human connection and conversation that is cordial uh, or or more, and uh, just because someone happens to be scantily or clad or naked, it's all of a sudden like, oh, this is not okay <laughs> for some people. Right? It's kind of exactly. bizarre. Yeah. To be honest. I well, I totally think so. I mean, considering what I what I do for a living altogether and what my side business is all about, it's all about. I'm all about breaking stigmas and breaking taboos. Really, yeah. I mean, honestly, that is. Um, what I stand for, you know, I stand for making these things normal, you know, um, humanizing, um, like humanizing, um, erotic dancing. I mean, exotic dancing, (laughs) um, humanizing exotic dancing and humanizing sex work. You know, um, there's a lot of people that just like, um, 
or that you know basically we live in a horophobic society yeah and it's so looked down upon i feel very fortunate that i dance here in portland because there's not quite as much stigma yeah but other parts of the um united states and the world and stuff there it's just there is tons of stigma behind it and uh lots of um like i don't know like slut shaming and and whatever and you know to me i'm all about i'm all about breaking stereotypes um breaking stigmas yeah breaking um breaking rules maybe maybe i'm a rule maybe i'm a rule breaker breaking taboos you know trying to bring things to the forefront and be like these things are nothing to be ashamed of they're not they're to me it's normal yeah Right, 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 and that's um, a big part of re- the reason why I wanted to start this because I spent so much time on the road, and I go on the road and I do comedy and I golf and I go to strip clubs and I go to late night open mics for comedy, and I have a couple drinks and that's kind of what I or if it's a great city, <laughs> I go to some great cities. Uh, then I'll do the fun great things in the city as well. But um, it's sort of this idea of like I'm already having these conversations in my life and with strippers at clubs mm-hmm. um i may as well do it uh in a way that's part of my job yeah. and then also to um have it not just be exclusive to me knowing these things mm-hmm. um try and share them um you have you had things over the years that well two and a half years that you were like this part of the job i don't really like or this or this is the worst part of doing it but i put up with it and it's just the way it is or or anything like that well yeah of course i think that is the way it is with every job or any job really um so of course probably the next question is what right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so go Um, um well i don't know sometimes um dealing with like a bunch of drunk customers can be like can be overwhelming and um also i don't know when men have the tendency to drink they and of course i'm just saying men because there's very few women that come in as customers to the club relative yeah yeah yeah. there was more women that would come in to kick cat but here at the cove there's just not a lot of um women that come in um as far as customers go so of course i'm gonna say men and i don't want happens to be who comes in (laughs) and i just don't want you know any of the men out there be like oh my god she was so down on men i'm not down on men at all i'm just like you know saying telling it like it is so yeah these are the numbers uh, right and so um i don't know men can have the tendency to get a little handsy if they've had Mm -hmm. too much to drink and um just stay say like really stupid things Mm -hmm. and um I don't know. Sometimes they can like um, try to neg you, mm. and I don't know if they just come in and they're like, "Oh, she just thinks she's so pretty," or they all think they're so pretty, and I just need to like shoot them down. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is with the mindset about negging. I don't know. I, I just I try to like figure it out. I think it might be different for everyone who decides to neg, but um, you know, I just don't yeah. know what the point is. You know. Well, okay. So let me see if I can take a crack. Um, well, I don't know the reason or the point, but I do know that um, in the, you know, mid to like, well, probably like 2010, there was that like TV show um, that this guy Mystery was on. It was called The Pickup Artist. Okay. And then mm-hmm. there was a couple books out there that were written by these kind of guys who'd grown up sort of not in girls with women not interested in them. Mm-hmm. And then they created these personas that and an attitude and a way of speaking to women that just worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it only worked to get, you know, one night of or or a few hours of interest from that woman. Yeah. I don't think it was a long term. Obviously, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, that is, I won't say that's where negging came from, but that's when it became a part of mm, the vernacular of a lot of men. Mm-hmm. And they learned about it and heard about it as a thing that could, especially with women who are um, hired guns was one of the phrases. So uh, a shot girl at a bar, a bartender, mm-hmm. uh, a stripper, um, someone who is paid to seem to like you or enjoy your mm-hmm. company. Uh, or, or from our perspective, that's the, that's what's happening. And uh, what was told to a lot of men 
was that if you do something that they're not used to hearing, mm-hmm. if they're used to hearing, oh, you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're the one, that for a lot of women doesn't do anything anymore for them. So what piques their interest is when you are different from that and so neg them and that will pique their interest. Now, this presumes one, that women don't know what's going on. So this is a, presu- it's, a it's quite presumptuous to, wow. to think it's like that, we're not like, smart or something, you know? Yeah, oh, that, that yeah. was one of, that was <laughs> one of, it's predicated on this idea that all these hot women are also not intelligent, <laughs> which <Okay>. is, uh, <laughs> absurd right yes um, totally. <laughs> and then also um yeah that that would so so say that piques their interest let's say it does work hypothetically um and it does for some situations it's not it, it, we start this conversation with it's not going to last more than a little bit like maybe she'll right. make out with you in the bar uh, no, not you. <laughs> but like, well, yeah, no one. That is. was the, no one. Yeah, and, like. <laughs> but they were they were sh- they were showing the story. They were creating this TV show and the story and had all these numbers and had all these of how often it works for them. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the only. It was all these other like the way they dressed, the way the other ways they spoke to women, those kinds of things. And uh, I was interestingly enough brand newly single after having been married with the same person from 18 to 33 years old. Mm-hmm. And so on the heels of all of that coming out, like me and my wife at the time watched that show. And we're like, this is so ridiculous and so silly and so dumb, but funny. We're laughing at it. And this is idiotic in some ways. And then like, whatever. Um, so I'm going out into this world being single for the first time in my adult life and having slept with only one person at 33 years old going, I don't know what I'm, I'll try that. I'll try this. I'll Mm -hmm. try anything. And I remember the very first time I tried and it wasn't even that bad of a neg, but it was, I I realized, yeah, this isn't for me. was at a bar with a woman where, who was a comedian. And I said, Hey, do you want a drink? And she's like, yeah. And I said, well, you're up there. Get one for me too. And I thought I was, I thought it was was so funny. And she was so like, you're an idiot. And then she just walked (laughs) away and I was like, Oh no. Oh, in hindsight, I still think like that's kind of a fun little for two comedians, maybe. Right. But I, I but that I wasn't even like nagging hard. I right. was just kind of going a little soft uh-huh. of like teasing and like and I and I realized, oh, yep, that's not going to be my way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not how I'm going <laughs> right. to interact with women right. and have that work to pique their interest uh, because I cannot do it. I don't necessarily <laughs> even think it works. Uh, right isn't but i i definitely is not gonna work for me so that's interesting that yeah i can totally see guys doing it and i don't know the core of the answer for all guys but i know that some think it work and they've been fed this line that it works and i find um, it disgusting yep and most and most <laughs> women uh well all women with any level of you know you know who are, who are relatively intelligent are going to find that disgusting and gross yeah. um and you know you know who are, who are now you add some alcohol to it and yet because a lot of women try in com- comedy it's very interesting after shows they try to neg uh comedian mm-hmm. male comedians because they have been fed a line that comedy is roasting mm-hmm. there's roast shows on tv roasting is very popular um young people roast all they they talk about it a lot roasting as being and that's what they think comedy is mm-hmm. and so a lot of women will make fun of the comedian after the show and tease us about our looks or our whatever jokes mm-hmm. we made or us be oh you must be sad or just whatever they do there's two issues one they're not good at comedy <laughs> so it comes off really abrasive mm-hmm. and two yeah I don't, I'm done I'm done doing comedy now mm-hmm. now I'm just being a person right so what are we doing like what are we doing here and then the next line often is oh you're so sensitive or oh you no I I'm not my feelings aren't hurt I just am not interested <laughs> in you for the for, this isn't this doesn't make me interested in yeah you. and exactly. uh so so we there's just so many parallels they just keep coming <laughs> up um you I don't you know maybe you're real bold and you say whatever you want to any customer about what they're doing that's not right or that is right 
I suspect sometimes you feel like you have to hold back just because mm. you're trying to get money from right. folks as right. well and yeah. keep the job at this club yeah. and not ruffle too many yeah. feathers. Exactly. Um, There's a fine line there. So, yeah. 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 So, so you have probably a method that you use to try and walk that line. Mm-hmm. What are some things you wish you could say to every customer, but you don't necessarily say it to every customer in terms of how you would like to have them behave in the club? Like... Do this, don't do this. <laughs> well, or, you know, maybe it's a long list, but a few things. Okay. Well, one one of the other things that really bothers me uh, that I like that I like the least that w- would love to be able to tell everyone, you know, yes. maybe um, scream it out from the top of a billboard or <laughs> okay. well, maybe this the, will become super famous. This podcast. <laughs> up the top, uh, up on the top of a rooftop. Yeah. Um, I think some people think that we make a wage and we don't. Okay. We work from tips. And then some people, I'm sure, know that and just pretend to be ignorant to that fact. But um, one thing that really irritates me is when a a man comes in and he's sitting um, at the bar, like at the very edge of the bar, and he's just like watching all the girls just intensely and not tipping a damn dime. Yeah. That makes me angry. Yeah. Because you know what? We... I d- we don't work for free, you know yes. what? You if you are watching and there's been times where I've specifically said if you are watching us, you need to tip us. Right. You know, because you can't just sit there and expect a free nudie girl show, show yeah. you know? I mean, come on, no. I mean, I wouldn't go into his job and demand to have something for free right. and then stomp out or whatever, you right. know? I mean, that's not how it works. It shouldn't be treated that way you shouldn't have to be like have a minimum or you shouldn't have to beg you shouldn't have to right there should just be an assumption that i'm going here and so because i'm going here i will be um i will be contributing financially to this establishment Mm -hmm. because they aren't required to buy food or drinks Mm -hmm. uh, just about anywhere that i'm aware of so what you know what are you doing just loitering yeah, just watching the nude yeah. sh- girls dance yeah. you know the the nude show you know and then they i like how you said end of the bar because they're mm-hmm. in their mind there's probably some sort of like well i'm just gonna i'm not at the rack uh, right the rail, that's what they think so yeah. and i'm not actually interacting or talking to her you know when they come over i you know refuse conversation with right. them or maybe they do maybe even worse they have conversation with you and then still don't tip. Right. Yes. That makes us all very angry in this industry. (laughs) It's a very common answer. Everybody that's listening, hear that. Um, And, you know, there's, um, I I think that for the most part, people kind of understand that if you're at the stage, then you should be tipping. Well, they get kicked out. If, if That's they great. come to the stage and they're not tipping, we let the bartenders know. That's and perfect. The bartenders will be like, come on, you, you need, need to, to leave need or you tip or leave or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's great. And that's the way it should be at every club. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, I, I know it's not at every club, but it should be. I think most people understand that if you're uh, getting a dance, you, well, a lot of people think if you're getting a dance, you just pay the amount and there's no tipping that should or could some people don't even think like tipping on top of the 20 or the $30 dance is even an option. Um, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And that's always and, like very, very welcome. You know, yes. you get a tip on top of, you know, when, when you do a dance. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and then, but I don't, I do think there's a lot of customers that don't realize we're purposely ignorant. I, I don't know how you would define how they've they've decided that, that if you're in there, I think that they might think like if I'm not interacting, then I don't tip. And it's like, well, you're just because you're further away, you're still watching and right. enjoying, and exactly. you're getting what you came for. Right. So you need to contribute. Right. Um. Absolutely. To that, and so. Uh, and then there, you know, there's some clubs that do it better in terms of encouraging that and mm-hmm. explaining the rules. And, um, I will say, and this isn't a defense of anybody, but there is different rules per, per club. And I've had to, like, I've had to go a lot to like figure it out. And mm-hmm. I've brought people with me and had to be like, okay, so here's what's happening right now. She's coming over and she's going, you know, talk to you. And, um, if you and 
tend to talk to her a little bit but not get a dance then you need to tip her yes if you intend exactly. to Time not get money. a dance or speak to her <laughs> right then be real clear real quick that you're not interested in that if you're okay so hey you're gonna go up to the rack right now okay you need to bring some money and so i've had to teach people that I've brought before because they're like, they literally like, and they're anxious. They're like, I don't know how this works. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Am I doing it wrong? And they don't want to pay too much. And then they try to go to the ATM and it charges them eight bucks. And they're right. like, what the heck? Like, ah. I think <laughs> so, a, yeah. a lot of people don't, they don't understand that whole like, well, if I talk to her, why should I tip yeah. her? Yeah. Because, well, we're time. It's, it's time. And also yes. emotional labor. Yes. Like these people are like dumping, like we're ther- like therapists, you know, yeah. essentially yeah. a lot of times they're like dumping all this, like their life history on us. And so we're not, we're not your friend, nope. you know? I mean, that's the thing. We nope. are, this is our job and that's what a lot of them like don't seem to be able to separate that they're like oh well you know you should just do this for me for free right well then if you think someone should do it for you for free and then maybe you need to like tell these things to your friend and maybe stay out of the strip club you know because if you're going to my friend doesn't sit on my lap naked (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah you just exactly (laughs) where the money part comes right and even not even if we're sitting on your lap naked if we're just like sitting at the bar just like spending all this time and attention on you when we are there to make money you know bottom line yes that's why we're there you know yep and um do you do you um, do you explain things like that? I mean, it must be hard because you can't. It's hard to be like at a, at a comedy show. I'm, uh, it's hard to be the person. If I'm on the person on stage, I don't want to be going around telling hecklers to be quiet. Mm-hmm. That's not a good. Doesn't work very well for me mm-hmm. because now I go on stage and they're like, I don't want to listen. I don't want to laugh at this guy. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to be the the rule guy mm-hmm. in a comedy room. That's why we have a bouncer. That's why we have a security guard to take care of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it must be similar. However, sometimes you probably have to be like, Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> are we? Are you? Are you going to give me some money? Or do you have a uh, like? I don't know, a way to do that that doesn't upset customers? Well, what we usually do, what I do, what I do, and I think other girls do, like let's say you're sitting at the bar with yes. someone and they're, they're like, you know, sharing all these stories and you're talking to them and they're just not yeah. paying, then I just like find an excuse to like get up and go and just yeah. like, yeah. just leave, you know. Yeah. That's what most of us do. We just walk away. Just it's leave. just like, well, yeah. why why are we wasting our time on this person if they're not like, you know, giving us money? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no point in it. So we just like move on. Unless like sometimes if it's like really super slow, like some of the regulars, sure. you know, I mean, I'll hang out with them and talk to sure. them, but just someone on the street, like, you know, like why? Just like, came in. Yeah. Now, like, you what's know, happening right now? Right. Yeah. What's happening yep. right now? That's I'm right. not making a friend here. Right. That's exactly. a good way to say it. I like that. <laughs> um, and so a perfect customer, uh, I mean, understands all of that and then also doesn't say anything that's shitty. And then also, you know, um, you know, hopefully maybe goes above just tipping, like it's a private dance or something. Mm-hmm. Um, does your club just do individual singular private dances or do they do any other sort of room because you said it's like a dive bar mm-hmm. so there's uh is it just private dances in a side room or a on the floor or how does it work in your club um they have like a like it's like a sheer curtain gotcha. yeah it's from a distance it's not like it's i mean if you get right up on it, it's like pretty see-through but from like a distance there's there's a little bit there's some privacy it's like a couple different layers of some sheer curtain so there's some privacy and it's just a couple chairs and like a little uh private semi-private kind of an area gotcha yeah yeah and uh they um can you like in your club um get 
like if I get five dances or an hour or whatever, is it less money or is it just nuts? Does how much how much for dance actually? Let's start there. Um, well, goal. let's see. Uh, we all just kind of raised our prices okay. um, for lap dances there, so gotcha. we're starting off at thirty. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and I'm not going to get into the breakdown or anything. No, I, no, yeah, it's fine because it, I don't know what everyone's doing, but I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to share. Yeah, that, that's so, fine. That's yeah. fine. But it's thirty, and so. Um, so is there a sign up that says $30 dances no. or is it just, they just tell ask. Them they, and, yeah, we just yep. tell them or yep. they ask or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. I've noted, I mean, around the country, a lot of, it was mostly 20 and, um, but in Portland, I've noticed that, uh, there's 30 in a lot of clubs and then mm-hmm. 40 in a couple too and, uh, and other places as well. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's more, there's more clubs here, so there's right. more oper- competition and more, well, um, it's yeah. like every, like the prices of like lap dances has not changed over years. Like, yeah. I mean, like back in like the eighties, yeah, it was yeah. back in the eighties are charging 20 and Very then wild. we finally raised it up to about 25, Yeah, you know, and now it's 30. Everything else goes up. What we do should go up too. I mean, we can't just stay at 20. I mean, yeah. some, some people that's what they expect and that's what they want, Yeah, but that's not realistic. You no. know, I mean, it is not, I mean, we have bills to pay just like everyone else. So and there's just not, there's only so many hours in the day I and mean, there's only so many hours in a day so yes many people coming in absolutely so, um you know because of how recently you started dancing you kind of did mm-hmm. share a lot about your uh, you know quote-unquote personal life outside the club mm-hmm. but um you know i often ask about how long people intend to dance and this is an interesting question uh always but for you just because it was so recent mm-hmm. and then you're as you mentioned older than most people start do you right. have any sort of <laughs> intentions or is it just like whenever I stop enjoying it or whenever my body feels like I can't, you know, whatever? I, I don't uh, mean, do I don't think even, about that. I, yeah. Well, I think about it all the time, okay, you know, okay, of course okay. I'm like, I'm going to be 51 in June. <laughs> so that's like something you think about at this age, you yeah. know, I mean, a lot of people are starting to think about June 1st. Re- <laughs> about now june, june 25th uh, what are the odds one in 12 okay. <laughs> so um yeah i i don't know how long i yeah. just don't i don't know i mean i i have fibromyalgia so okay. i do have pain um but uh right now i'm able to um i i work three days a week so i'm able to maintain my pain um mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why i only work three days a week yeah um, because my body really can't take anymore. So gotcha. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that my side business stuff will like take off and right. like, some doors will open. And, um, you know, um, like I just started my my Patreon patron page. I don't even know how you say it. If you say Patreon. It's Patreon. Yeah, Patreon, yeah, yeah. Patreon page. So it's funny because um, it's patrons. But whatever. yeah. So um yeah, I'm. I'm just. Um, and if we search for you on yeah. Patreon, we would type in uh, Lady L four one one and Lady L four one one dot com. And so, as your side business, you talk about that. Um, is it currently, or has it been since you started in two thousand twelve, bringing in uh, money in some way? My uh, side business. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess if you could, if you would count like webcaming, right. Um, Back when I first started my blog, my website and yeah. blog, it was very different than it is now. Um, it, like I said, it was more about like um, erotic stories. Gotcha. And so um, back then, it was like the webcaming kind of went hand in hand with that. So right. now it's changed. Um, now it's like I said, I just kept getting like people asking questions, questions. for information. So yeah. now it's more for. Um, more for information about sexuality. I mean, it's yes. still, it's fun, you know. Sure. Um, I add, uh, you know, lots of different fun elements to it. And, um, you know, the my Patreon page is even more fun because there's a lot of exclusive content. And there's a lot of photos of me. Gotcha. That are not, like, even shown. I have, like, thousands and thousands of professional 
but pho- uh, photographs taken yeah. of me. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And you've shared those on a Patreon, or you continue to share those on Patreon. Yeah, and it's um, on pa- <clears throat> my Patreon photos, they're um, implied nudity. Yeah. And I have, like, um, lingerie and, like, sexy clothing and some, like, uh, BDSM stuff, gotcha. like light BDSM themes mm-hmm. and um, some modern-day stuff, fetish stuff. Gotcha. Um, but it's mostly, like, the retro pinup modeling Um, which is like from the 20s through the 60s. And I used to be a hairstylist, so I know how to do all the old-time styles and the makeup. Uh, I used to be a makeup artist and with my clothes and my vintage props, because I'm an antique collector, I can make something look like I stepped right out of whatever era that I was going for. So that's why it's pretty unique what I'm doing over on there. Yeah, you're Um, like if Portland was a woman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right yeah basically and it's um uh, vintage clothes right. <laughs> pinup stuff yeah stripping right um do you uh i noticed on your website or your blog that you are going to start um an online course am i is that right or that is correct and what yes. are you going to be what are you going to be uh, educating folks on well um let's take one step back sure. and okay. um, do a little bit of background on that right now what i do is i help out women to get over their shame and fear regarding their sexuality gotcha. and so that is what my focus is right now is helping out women because as we mentioned they have a lot of shame like there's yeah. been a lot of shaming over the years and um so my course, it's a womb healing course and sensual self-care. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I just um, felt called to bring that to the table as my first online course because I feel like that's something that a lot of women need help with. Gotcha. And, um, yeah. Can I claim ignorance and have you help me with womb healing? healing? Mm-hmm. What does that mean exactly? Um, well, women, um, let me see if I can explain it. Articulate. Without, yeah, don't tell us the whole course. Right. <laughs> um, well, like historically women throughout the years have been through a lot of situations and, um, like relationships and, and with sexuality yeah. and sometimes not always like the best ones. And they say energetically things will get stuck in our womb area. And so um, if those things um, can't be released or you don't pay attention to them, um, like disease can happen, different things can happen. Like I went through like a, a bad relationship thing and I ended up with fibroids gotcha. you know, in, in that area and I ended up curing myself of my fibroids which I talk about that more in depth in the course wow so, interesting okay yeah just like stuff like that gotcha so yeah yeah I don't know enough about obviously any of that but I, that sounds absolutely possible and it sounds like <laughs> it worked for you which is amazing mm-hmm. um I kind of skipped over this and, um, you know, now I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but is there any like really crazy story that you've in your two and a half years or, or maybe even creepy thing that was like, this was way over the, like, it's all over the line when it's creepy, but like, <laughs> this was wild. And I tell this story a lot cause it's crazy. <laughs> Anything like that? Um, yeah, there was kind of a creepy, uh, situation. There's like two stories that come to mind, but yeah. that probably the creepiest one is I, um, uh, asked a guy if he wanted a lap dance and we went back and we did the lap dance and of course I've got no clothes on yes. and, um, he, I noticed he had on sweatpants and like whatever, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> When he stood up, when he was done, I noticed there was a whole bunch of holes right in his crotch area. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I, like, called him out on it. And I'm like, "Um, why are are you sitting there with a bunch of holes, you know, a pair of holy sweats (laughs) on while I'm doing this lap dance? Right. You know, and uh, like sweats always have three holes. You're like, no, that's not no, what I'm way, asking. Yeah, and it had asking way more way than three more. holes. I was just like, I was so disgusted. What did he? I how did just, he? 
Did he try and explain it? Did he just go, what? I don't know what you're about. Like, what was his? Oh, he just laughed. He was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, quickly left. Oh, my gosh. I mean, was there any holes left. big enough? Well, we don't really know. Cause... Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, know. It's hard just, to say. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I debated on whether or not I was even going to tell that story, but, yeah, it just it grossed me out. It well, grossed yeah. me out big time. It just it freaked me out. I felt violated, actually. Yeah, I really, well, I felt violated. Sweatpants like he, already are. Yeah, I know. Right, are a shaky sort of like. Right. What are you doing? You chose to come here. What, right. What's going on right now? Exactly. But, okay. but to have holes like it, yeah, there, have there holes was not even too. like consent. Like you know, you, before you are like rubbing skin to skin, you need to have like that's actually a good point. Some, uh, uh, consent. Point. You yeah, because uh, I mean, <laughs> any skin to any skin. Well, especially skin. So then. <laughs> Oh my gosh, who knows if he had underwear on or not underwear on. And I mean, given the first part of the story, I'd say he didn't (laughs) (laughs) or it was very whatever. I mean, it didn't appear that he did, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it just like the whole thing just like horrified me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) When I got tested immediately. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's so well not funny i mean you're laughing so i'll laugh but oh god i mean there's nothing else i can do you know if i don't yeah. laugh about it, i'll cry probably fair so fair enough fair enough well guys are creeps uh can and, be, in, yes. and you're and i think they're all creeps i think there's just levels and uh, i think uh, that it's uh you have to sort of uh um and, and then yeah you i i joke i try to do is that and i'm not trying to blame women in, in any way and also sometimes women have a poor radar because they just get like if they're attracted they get a little bit like oh he's not creepy he's just sweet and you're like well it's it's just because you think he's attractive yeah the same behavior by a guy you didn't find attractive maybe consider that that's a little on the edge of creepiness but uh (laughs) right um or the reverse maybe but um we uh you all listening should uh should follow us on some things uh, you should take an online course um from lady l by going to ladyl411.com and check her out there you should also go to pirates cove in northeast portland and um give her money uh, That's right. <laughs> give her lots and lots of money <laughs> throw money my um, way <laughs> and uh do you, no more webcamming or still webcamming no no I, more okay no, i don't do any i may start up in the future sure um but for right now no <laughs> so keep your eyes peeled for that if that's a possibility as well yeah. but somehow find a way to get money to her uh for her work and i'd appreciate uh, that right <laughs> and uh follow her on patreon lady l411 also and see some some really great photos and then get some content that's pretty cool as well yeah, yeah. and the, the money for that i am uh, raising money to um for different aspects of my business essentially right. yeah because i want to uh, I feel like I have an important message to say, and I am trying to expand and yeah. um, do whatever I can to um, change um, a- change different aspects of my uh, business, or just you know raise money to put into my business so I can expand it. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that works out for you. And this is what that's why I'm doing the podcast. A similar thing. So you. Um, could uh you know leave nice comments and and give five star rating on itunes if you enjoy the podcast if you don't enjoy it you can shut your mouth about it that's a possibility um not say a word tell some friends who might be interested and then also follow me uh at mr Corey michaelis on instagram and uh cory michaelis on twitter and uh facebook i'd use that a lot too so find me on there on my fan page and see where I'm going to next to do stand-up comedy, hopefully in your town. Uh, This has been Stripper Whisper. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.